And also a hydration thing. Ah, yes. I think it meant like because of like the Amazon rainforest or something. Well, I mean, that does increase my anxieties. (laughs) It does increase the likelihood of a shit. Um, Right. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And that increases my anxiety. And let's talk about the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the repairing Repousier. Repousier? Repous... Someone who... Repousier. Repousier. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Uh, Brett, you've got some exciting news, so why don't Al go first, and then we can come what on to you. <laughs> I have exciting news. You you've do. Got power. Oh, that's happened. That's happened since last week. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we're not talking about the Amazon rainforest. You had to be in the pre-show, and only uh, making it Patreons get that. So, yeah, uh, I got power earlier in the week. I guess a week ago ish, something like that. So, uh, yeah, without any kind of verbal confirmation or email or anything like that uh luckily my neighbor happened to be driving around the area on his quad and said there's a bunch of trucks outside of your place looks like they're putting up a new pole blah 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 so spent a couple hours on the phone setting up all of the account necessities and then went over and even though i had told you guys it was between they gave me the whole we'll be there between eight and five I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll spend the whole day over there. I got there at nine and it was already done. So got to start the day off being able to turn on a light switch for realsies. And um, now I get to start really putting the pedal to the metal, as it were. Getting through the checklist so that I can do the conversion over to single family um, and get my residential permitting and stuff, which means I can put, you know, a mailbox uh, and accept mail there and and actually have a real property that's a physical address. Because nice. everybody I talk to, even if I tell them I'm far enough along and I have power and all these things, they're just like, yeah, but you don't have a physical address still. It's still just a plot of land with a cabin on it. Yeah. So uh, a lot of work ahead um, in terms of the cosmetic changes that need to happen and then the, my little checklist of, um, you know, heating and cooling hot water heater, build out the kitchen space, need to be able to cook and do laundry there, whatever. All of those are very manageable. It's just time-based, and I need to do them. So uh, a few days ago, I started prepping for my HVAC system because we have a guy who's a friend of ours, and if anybody watched the Modern Builds episode where he did his heating and cooling installation, There's a young man named Josh who owns an HVAC company who has been tied in with all of us um, over the last few months and super nice guy. He's going to help me do the install and hopefully build a few little cosmetic changes. So it's not just the plastic boxes on both sides of the walls. Like he understands that he is also a builder. So he also understands that they can be, be a bit of an eyesore if you don't really do anything to them. Plus the mini splits have that big wide box on the inside. If you don't have central heating and cooling, like a duct system. So it's that 
rectangle that hangs on your wall, you know, that's got the blades that pushes the air around. So we're going to hopefully have a little bit of fun with that and make it look a little bit more integrated with the style of the space. Um, the fun thing that I did this week in preparation was I need to get uh, a little bit of light drainage work done on the back of my house. Just a very simple pipe drain system to keep the water from pooling up on the back side of the house. And then uh, above the pipe, I will do a concrete pad that will house the HVAC system. So I've had these two really ugly bushes that are just desert weed thrush. And it took like four hours to remove them because they're, the roots are very strong and they grow deep and it's just sand and none of that shit moves. <laughs> so I spent way more time than expected just removing two very large bushes from the back. And now I have to do some regrading and get the gravel down and all that kind of stuff. But we're making progress and then it'll be like... Um, getting through that checklist and being able to say like, okay, HVAC's coming in this day. I can work on the kitchen until then or the bathroom until then. And all this real adult responsibilities and whatnots. Nice. So, yeah, it's good. Now that I have power, I feel like I can actually fucking work on everything. It's, it's, <laughs> it's still kind of mind boggling. Like it hasn't set in just yet on how big of a deal that is, but yeah, it is a huge deal. Nice. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing some exciting things happening. Speaking of exciting things and what's happening, Alphonse, seeing as you're going first to this week, uh, what's up? <laughs> Drinks, apparently. Um, so this weekend was Scout Camp, um, and this week's task was having to fully do everything outside so outside cooking nice. we had to sleep outside of the tent so open air Ooh. sleeping basically um and it was we were being uh evaluated so it was yeah. it was in order to get our um permit license thing so we can then just camp whenever we want um it's probably not the best idea given my health uh, situation from last week yeah. as we discussed um however given i was the only leader left that didn't have covid um oh, it was know. a case of triage and yeah. i was yeah li literally last man standing um so i ended up camping for in the the throngs of winter yeah um, and and how are you feeling now like shit <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh, hopefully this is the arse end of it but yeah, yeah. it was um although I take solace in the fact that it was Halloween themed um, and I managed to scare one child so much that they had to go home. So <laughs> it was, it was well worth it. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so there's lots of fun activities. Um, yeah. Like scaring one, children. Scaring kids basically. And then one yeah, really, really upset child. Yeah. Which is always a good sign of a good Halloween. Yeah. You're so, such a, such a good scout leader. <laughs> Fuck them. Um, it just reminds me of the fucking uh, Letterkenny um, thing uh, where he's talking about kids falling off bikes. It's like, I can fuck about I can watch kids. it. I can watch your kids fall off bikes all day. <laughs> I don't care about your kids. But there's um, there's quite a bit of, of of prep for the event. So there was, a, you know, making of obstacle courses and yeah. sort of bodging together 
various scary things. You know, I mean, yeah. you can imagine there are items in my possession which could be creepy, given a bit of creativity. Um, much everything you there, own. There were, there were lots of sort of severed body parts and and sort yeah. of dull limbs and um, interesting uses of electronics and, and lighting yeah. to to basically scare them as much as possible at every opportunity. <laughs> um, which was was went down really well actually, and again it was just like, what can you do on a very shoestring budget um, yeah. that will entertain a generation who just basically just want to be on Fortnite the entire time? Yeah, um, which was a, a challenge, but yeah, as I say, it, it went down really well, and they really enjoyed it. So, mm. nice. and also cooking, obviously, is leading into next week, Steve, and we can we can yeah. discuss next week, um, but. Cooking completely without the use of a kitchen is very different to cooking outside. Yes. So we're talking everything from being able to wash things to prep things to having tables to having lighting. So, you know, it's full on cooking at the good life then. But nighttime outside, yeah. no, you know, nothing. Um, it was, it was. Interesting. It was an eye opener, um, yeah. but yeah, you obviously learn a few things along the way. So it's uh, it's good, good, good weekend. Nice. Sounds really good, man. Mm. Mm. Um, fantastic. Steve, all you... I want to hear about is the telescope thing that you. Oh yeah, <laughs> is about. But yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I was just going to say, did you manage to get anything uh, else done with the donor vehicle, or is it still just sat? Um, drive. I've swapped the wheels over, so I can now move it around. Um, and it's just a case of again trawling Facebook, yeah. trying to find things I need, ECU, prop shaft, all these just random arbitrary shit which you yeah. need to get this 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 project up and running. Um, so I've got another bloke that I need to go to near Coventry, wherever the fuck that is, um, for a couple more parts, and we're almost there. Yeah. But at the, at the minute, it's a bit kind of um, cash flow stops play. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 caught in the middle of trying to sell as much things as I can on eBay <laughs> yeah. to get money to continue this project. I have so many working game cubes. Can I trade these for, <laughs> for a set I mean, of round wheels? I'm literally in the middle of. <clears throat> Ooh, Ooh, grape, grape purple Nintendo 64, Ooh. which is currently about 200 quid. So I was going to hey, say, apparently I, I they're, they're sought that. after. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, so there's there's people knocking down my message box door in order to get hold of that thing. So hopefully that will that will fund a big chunk of this project. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I mean, if you if you decide that you don't actually want to sell it and you want to just give it away, then I'm right here. <laughs> I've got a standard grey one, Steve. If you want it, yeah, I've got a standard grey one. It's not it's not as fun though, is it? It's not the point. Yeah. Um. But uh, yes. So. Uh, well, but to, to appease your first for Suzuki-based um, entertainment, Steve, <laughs> the project is ongoing in my head. Yeah. So don't worry about it stalling just yeah, because yeah. of cash flow. I, I'm still I, building it just in my imagination. I <laughs> I fully 100% believe that cash flow is never going to stop you from doing shit like this. Um, <laughs> it, no, I was more curious as to, to whether you had all three parked on your drive and the road sleigh was just on the road. Yep. Cool. Literally, <laughs> I love it. got ourselves a convoy, boys. Yes. Oh, now I've got the fucking tune in my head. Um... 
yes, the 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 telescope. So that was um it's gonna mean nothing to everyone listening, but basically Joe brought in on Saturday, brought in a walking stick that was his father-in-law's dad's walking stick or something. I can't remember it. <laughs> a family relative that's no longer with us. Um basically just had a shitload of walking sticks um i've seen a couple of them that are like sword sticks and things like that where they've got a sword that's inside and, and all of this um but yeah the one that he he brought in at the weekend was a telescope so like you unscrew the cap unscrew halfway down and then it's this telescope and it's the fucking magnification on it was insane I was i was i was watching that and thinking like right joe doesn't drink so it's not going to be some elaborate long yeah flask and I'm thinking, is he going to pull out some sort of like compound bow out of this? <laughs> oh my god! And I was trying to work out like how long it was and the diameter yeah. and stuff. I was like, this ain't going to happen. And then he just pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking good. I um, yeah, like I say, we we got to have a like a little bit of it. Well, I got to have a little bit of a look through it, and the ma- magnification is that good on it that I was like trying to look at things, and it wasn't the magnification that was stopping me from being able to see it. It's the the shakiness of my hand is the fact that it was just like that little bit of shake was moving it like half a mile either way. Um, but yeah, I just wonder what the cool. sales pitch was on that because it's like for the for the Not person so who needs help walking, but also seeing things from far away. Yeah. Well, apparently he. Um, so this uh, this relative was a uh, I think he was a merchant seaman, um, but he he had Don't it. Don't laugh, Al. <laughs> He had it for um, he had that and like a, several um, uh, pistols that he'd had converted to fire shotgun shells um, for scaring off pirates. Um, Al? Interesting. Seventeenth <laughs> uh, century innovation idea. Yeah. Um, similar to a sort of gimbal on a camera. Yeah. Could you? tie plum weights to the end of the telescope to reduce the wobble probably yeah you know what I mean? a bit idea. of ballast so yeah. it's kind of got more inertia and, and doesn't wobble yeah. as much just a thought yeah i like that Ooh. um but yeah other, other than playing with walking stick telescopes uh i've not really done much this week it's been a bit of a bit of a quiet one um obviously back at work um just munching on through things um I, I i don't know yeah uh i did come down with a little bit of like a sinusy head coldy thing um which has meant that i've not really been doing much in the way of Fools with flus Ooh. um and also i'm pretty sure i've done something like in the last month i've done something to my back because my neck and shoulders are tight as fuck to the point where it's actually giving me headaches um so i need to go see a physio and see if i can get some kind of sports massage to sort my shit out um so yeah uh but weirdly enough the last guy that gave me like a really really good sports massage he was like this bodybuilder rugby player dude that was fucking huge and just to like put his elbow into your spine and um uh i was looking at paint the other day and saw him in the paint shop and it was yeah, I didn't <laughs> remember it was him until... paint. yeah they also paint yeah um they're just like us uh <laughs> But yeah, the other thing that I've been doing is because obviously I've been back at work, so I've been catching up on some podcasts and that, um, including the the wonderful um, two thirds focus. Well, I mean it's it's two thirds, all right, isn't it? Um, 
have you listened to the latest one? Because Jan said quite possibly the funniest thing I've ever heard, uh, which is they were talking about car tires and they were talking about like perished car tires, which is quite relevant for you, Al. Um, and uh, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Um, and they were talking about the fact that um, obviously rubber has a an expiry date and all of this. And uh, and yeah, I just went, yeah, but the cracks are just more grip, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was of course. Brilliant. Got a point. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the kind of the topic this week it it was about um, makers versus non makers and things like that. But one of the things that they were talking about was um, the idea that you know if you're a maker, then you should I don't say should be, but there's kind of this expectation that you'll just repair everything that you own as well, um, which is something that I'm not I'm not entirely sure I agree with because I I would definitely consider myself a maker. I love making stuff. Um, for me, it's kind of a quite a um, it's more of a creative outlet than anything else. Um, and you know, when I'm not in work and I I want to go tinker and, and do stuff, generally I want to make something. I don't want to repair stuff like i repair stuff out of necessity not out of um uh not out of a desire to do so there is like there's there's some stuff that i want to do in terms of like um modding some electronics and and things like that that i'm interested in doing and obviously i work on my cars but but yeah like i don't, I don't want to have to repair every bit of electronics and equipment in in my house and i think there's there's almost a an expectation um especially within the community of you know when you say oh this thing's broke and everyone says why don't you just fix it why don't you just do this why don't you just do that it's like well because i have limited free time and i don't want to spend 10 hours repairing something that i don't really know about i don't really have any mm. particular interest in when i'd rather spend that 10 hours doing something i do have the interest in Does that yeah. makes sense a hundred percent and and coincidentally i was thinking about exactly this this week mm. um i i don't i mean in the community sense i mm. see I, i'm a maker yeah but i don't think i don't think of myself as a maker i think of myself as a repairer a, a problem solver yeah you know a fixer um and i, I can make things so for instance a, a giant oak table yeah, you know, I'm I'm capable of making things, but I wouldn't say it was my raison d'être. You know, yeah. it's not it's not what I'm passionate about. It's not what gives me the energy. Yeah, what does is bringing stuff back to life yeah. or giving breathing a new life into things. So that 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 transformation or innovation or mm. or, or kind of amalgamation of one thing and another thing. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I, I think for me that's what that's that that's what gets me excited, and that's where creativity lies. Um, and I, I, under no circumstances am I am I saying one is better than the other. No, no, at all. Um, it's somebody just being able to 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 bring a statue out of a block of marble, yeah, incredible. Um, but I don't think that's what I do. Yeah, and it, I I quite like the that that way of looking at it because again, like I I I wouldn't class myself as a as a repairer. Um, but I love bringing old tools back to life, um, like just refurbing them and, and, and putting a new handle on or whatever like that, that I really enjoy. But when it comes to, especially like household electronics and things like that, it's just, it's not something that I feel passionate about. Um, and that's not to say that I don't 
think that it's a worthwhile thing and, and not something that I think is cool. Um, like I, I fucking love seeing some of the stuff that, um, that other people have, have done and how easily some other people repair stuff. But I just feel like there's this weird kind of um, like in community pressure that, you know, if you, if you do one thing, then you should be able to do everything. And like, mm -hmm. no, we're like, we're not all, we don't all want to do everything. Like some of us want to just make, some of us want to just repair, some of us just want to do this. So like, I, I was talking to my plumber about it the other day when, um, when we're doing the building work and the amount of people that I've had that have said, oh yeah, but you've got a load of tools. Why don't you just do it all yourself? I'm like, well, cause I've, I've got a hammer and an anvil. That's not going to help me build a new wall. Like, I don't know how to do any plastering. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And yes, I could spend some time and, and learn to do it. And yes, I work with my hands. So maybe I'm a little bit more practically minded than someone that perhaps works in an office all day. But it it's still, it's not going to be as good a job as someone else doing it. It's going to take me, it's going to take even longer. And I, I just don't want to. Like, I, I want to spend my free time doing things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but there is this kind of, this weird explanation, uh, expectation of like, you've got tools, therefore you must want to do everything. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the, there's a massive faff involved as well. Yeah. Like sometimes you just want to get on with it. And, and I, and I think of some of the makers in the States who just have amazing kit, you know, they've got the two guard yeah. garage and they've got beautiful tools and it's all razor sharp and everything's ready to rock straight off the bat. And they can, they don't have to worry about fucking around. Yeah, they can they can just get on with right. I want to make this cabinet. I want to like um, distract my podcast sorry. host with sorry tales of dog farts. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like just just uh, you know, here's my, I, I'm 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 building a cabinet. Yeah, and I've 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 got the walnut, and I've 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 got all the tools I need. Crack on. But there's the 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 self destructive nature of myself. It's like, oh, I better repair the table saw before I start making. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I can help myself. You know, there's, yeah. there's a romance about that that I love in in mm -hmm. weaving the yeah. yarn of, of 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 bringing something back. Same with you, Brett. You know, it, it's there's a story in there where you want to appreciate how important a certain tool is by yeah. restoring it rehandling it and then using it mm -hmm. and, and steve you, you often talk about the purpose and, and to, mm. to me you, you don't appreciate that fully until you've done it yeah but fuck me life would be a lot easier if i didn't have to do all that stuff yeah if i could just go on and go right today we're making x it's like no today let's make our own skewers out of bones and then forge <laughs> the fucking, the blade and then make some gravy and that you know it, yeah but that's my own fault for overcomplicating things yeah this is really an interesting topic though, because I feel like it's a huge spectrum within this too. Um, like Al, you bring up the, like the restoration, right? That, that whole nonsense of restoration. But, um, Steve, I had to go back and watch the hatchet forging video because, uh, yeah. Rachel, Rachel brought me an ax head, a little hatchet head that she found on her property, just buried yeah, in the sand. Worse for wear, no handle on it, rusted all crap you know, beat up, but it's from, uh, it has a stamp on it. It's West German. So nice. it was made during the cold war. Um, and who knows how it got over here, or what its story is. And she was like, do you think you could, you know, put this back together? And I was like, Oh, 
wow, actually, yeah, I love doing that. I like putting tools back to use. And now she has this story, right? She doesn't have a hatchet of any kind, and she will be chopping up little firewood kindling and stuff in the relatively near future. Why not? I get to I get to answer a request and it will get used because I know she'll do it. And it's a relatively simple process for me because I've done quite a few of them at this point. Yeah. I watched the video with you, Steve, because I had forgotten that I reached out to have you film those parts where you're like, well, you've never really made an axe. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, this is I love this video because there was a lot of a lot that I learned in the process of making one. And I had already known some tips and tricks on handle making, you know, uh, from Tracy and Katrina in the woodworking classes. But I got to learn so much more of the process and why they're shaped the way they are, why they're yeah. why you guys make the handles the way that you do. So there's principles that I learned from the woodworking wood carver stuff. And then very specific aspects of why the handle is shaped this way and then why the head works this way. And I made that leather sheath, which I hadn't done a ton of. So a project like that, that will take me start to finish a day, maybe, yeah. right? To do all the, all the parts of it. I kind of want to do another video. Even though I've, I've have a video where I forged an axe and then finished it with you guys. Yeah. And then I have some like crappy restoration ones that I did in the past, but specifically that first time in Jimmy's shop where I got a carpenter's hatchet and then was like, oh, I'm going to make this thing and put it back together. <laughs> and I did such a terrible job. And like, I loved, I watched that video too, just to be like, how far have we come at mm. this point? Here's what I'm going back to with the spectrum thing. Something like that for me and say the old blower for the forge and, and some of these like simple machines. I am super keen on de-rustifying them, oiling them back up, cleaning them, putting them back to use, right back to purpose. Yeah. The minute it becomes something like Al sussing out the problems and fixing up an old Nintendo 64, as much as I want to know how to do that, I won't. And being very realistic with myself, I probably will never jump into something like that because it's it's like too much time or like my brain's kind of at capacity right now maybe maybe yeah. in the future and i i get a little bit more um let's call it free time which you know none of us are ever going to have but it's it's a facet of like the restoration or the tinkering or whatever that i haven't unlocked because it seems like a rabbit hole and similar yeah. to al i will do that same thing if i go oh I need to take this Nintendo 64 apart. Mm, I should look at the best electronic screwdrivers and do a week of research <laughs> on which are the best ones and what proprietary screws are they using. And it just it just becomes this investment of time and energy. And I don't think I'm really capable of that end yeah. of the spectrum of, of tinkering and fixing. See, like for me, that is a very good reason why I don't do stuff like that because I wouldn't spend a week of contemplating which screwdriver to go for i would try the like th one of the three phillips head screwdrivers i've got and when that didn't work i'd just pry the fucker open out of frustration um <laughs> and, and this, this is why i don't do like like lovely restorations because i don't have the patience for it what you do is but... you get a biro you heat the end of it with a cigarette lighter and yes. you put it on the screw melt it and then it forms the yeah oh. the screwdriver. Mm. um but yeah and like 
it's quite interesting that you talk about like the the spectrum of, of things as well like i um um me and sam uh housemate have been talking uh recently and and it's great because every time we go shopping i'll be like oh i really fancy this or i really fancy that and kind of like i might actually just pick up a um sticky off pudding or something like that just like you know you do realize that'd be really easy to make or you could make that you could make that you could make that I'm like no just for the record sticky toffee pudding is not really easy to make <laughs> well this is the it's thing really that complicated well. time yeah, yeah. I, this is the thing though is i'm like no it's really easy for you to make because you're a professional pastry chef i'm a fucking idiot with a hammer like there is a world of difference between like yes i i, I can cook like sometimes um but like I, I have very limited experience with it um like the idea of doing something like that it's a whole different ballgame. Like it might be a, a really easy thing for you, but like because you you know you know this recipe off by heart, or you know exactly how to do X, Y, and Z. But for me, that's really difficult. It's like me turning around to someone and saying, "Why are you buying a knife? Why don't you just forge one?" Like it's it's the same thing. Like yes, for me, it might be the matter of you know an hour at the workshop, and I can forge out a knife that works, sort of thing. Um, but not everyone's going to be able to do that. So it's it's kind of like learning where your skills are. And like you said, Brett, like learning A, where your skills are and B, where where it's worth investing time in those skills. Um, <clears throat> so, for example, like a lot of the stuff that you're going to be doing in the cabin and um, with the bathroom and stuff like that, like obviously you're um, you're able to invest that um, that time and effort into learning how to do those things because essentially it's your job like you know you're yeah. making you're making content about doing this stuff so it is your job to, to learn how to do it um but if you're not making content for it then it's that that's when it eats into that free time and that's when it's like well do i really want to use what little free time i have to learn how to take apart this n64 or do whatever like if it's something that you're doing for fun then yeah great but if it's not then it's like um <clears throat> excuse me um i got really annoyed because my um my washing machine uh, I, i've got a washer dryer that i bought six months ago i was really excited i was like fucking brilliant a brand new bit of kit that i'm not gonna have to worry about for ages and last week the dryer function on it stopped working um and yesterday the wash part of it stopped working because it now thinks that the door's not closed permanently and mm -hmm. i'm like this is because i I kind of vented to Jim and Jamie about it. And Jim was like, well, yeah, but before you go like burning the house down, just maybe you should just take the top off and just check this and check these ones. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to. I want something that just fucking works. Like I, I bought this because I didn't want to have to do that. Like I was doing that with my old machine. I invested the money in this so I could get the time back from, from doing that. And it's like, that's why, you know, if I'm going out and buying a new um, thing, I don't want to then have to, to dick around with it and and fix it all the time that's why i invest that money in buying something so that i get that time back afterwards otherwise i'd just buy you know 50 quid off of facebook marketplace and fix it up myself yeah and i think that distinction is important and it there shouldn't be this pressure that you like you say steve like you should well, you should be not to repair it yeah what's wrong with you you're not a real yeah. man um and I am aware of and embrace that conflict because mm. I bought an actual functioning car for that very reason <laughs> yeah. that I know I will never have to 
fix anything on it. Yeah. And will last me, you know, 200,000 miles before it even starts to breathe heavily. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, like, I, I, I see the investment as multifaceted. So perfect example, I bought a bunch of those like mini disc players. Mm. Um, one, because it was romantic and nostalgic and it took me back. But two, yeah. it was like, well, if I get several, I can work out how they work. I can take some apart. It doesn't matter. You know, it, I, it's not precious to me because the junk. Yeah. Um, and I bought one, took it all apart, learned how it worked, put it all together and sold it again on eBay. Yeah, and I sold it for less than I bought it for on eBay, and like any any eBayer, that would be like a sin, that would be a crime. Yeah. But I'm not an eBayer. I'm someone who wants to repair things and learn how they work. So I didn't bat an eyelid and didn't lose sleep over the fact that I sold it for less because the twenty five bucks less that I sold it for was pen pennies compared yeah. yeah pennies yeah. compared to an education in yeah. how electronics work and then what it meant was i could repair the other 10 that i bought yeah and and, and make them money from them I, i'm not saying it's yeah. about money but the, the investment whether it's time money you know materials yeah it's like that that is the, the the repairing part is the bit that i would happily invest in yeah um mm-hmm. because then then i can go on and learn from it yeah, I mean, like, in fact, before I go on to, to my next point, I just quickly want to say that, uh, Jim, because I know you're listening, there was no pressure in what you said. I was just using you as an example. Jim, you're an arsehole. <laughs> Fucking Jim. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's a really good point because a lot of it comes down to why you make, why you tinker, why you do whatever. Like, if it's... If it's um, if it's something that you're doing in terms of you need to make money from it, like it's it's your job or it's a side hustle or whatever, then yeah, you know, you might have to do stuff that you don't particularly enjoy. And it might economically or financially make sense for you to to do some more repairing or to do whatever and learn how to fix that thing that you don't really you're not really interested in. But if you're doing it as as a hobby, then why would you spend time like spend time and money um doing something that you you're not enjoying like th- this is the thing like I, I the the whole reason that i do making is is because it's it's what i enjoy it's it's, it's a hobby i'm lucky enough that my my job also involves a lot of making but like i've talked about it before like it's it's less and less about actual blacksmithing now like i i do very very little blacksmithing now um my job role has kind of changed because of the way the business has gone um so you know i went in at the weekend to do some blacksmithing because that was that was my hobby that was my like investing Mm -hmm. a bit of time in in enjoying it again um and like without um without me sound too fucking up myself like i i spent quite a few years working two or three jobs to be in the position that i'm in now like i I spent enough weekends working. I don't want to have to work for myself in my own house. I want to be able to relax when I'm in my house. I want to be able to enjoy being in my house. Like I've, I think I've talked about it a little bit before. I really, really struggled doing any kind of um, painting, painting, I fucking hate painting. Um, but I really struggle with like household projects or with fixing, repairing stuff in the house mm-hmm. because this is my sanctuary. This is where mm-hmm. 
I come to to relax and chill out. Like this is like you know, I you can walk me out to a, a field in the ass end of nowhere and I will quite happily work for 16 hours a day, non fucking stop. You know, you just keep me fed and watered and I'll, I'll keep going and I'll, I'll happily do that and I'll enjoy it. But when I'm in the house, like this is this is my safe space. This is where I want to chill out and relax. So there's something in my head that really struggles with um, with doing repair jobs and things like that. Like, I just don't want to do it. That's why, like again, with the washing machine, that's why I invested in a new one, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to spend time worried about it and fixing it. I want to be able to, the time that I'm here, I want to be able to enjoy doing whatever I want to do. And when I'm tinkering and fixing stuff, I, I want to get something nice out of it. Like, I don't want it to just be a purely functional thing of like, now I can wash my clothes again. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a, now here's this really old tool that I brought back to life that I can feel really good about rather mm-hmm. than here's this consumer product that shouldn't have broken in the first place. But now I've saved myself five pounds by fixing it myself rather than mm-hmm. using the warranty sort of thing. I feel like that is the, um, the appreciation or understanding of value that we give to these things. Um, and I think it gets skewed either by external force or, or if it's just our own perspective kind of misreading the situation. If you learn how to fix your washing machine, like you will know how to fix your washing machine. And yeah. and maybe it's an easy enough fix, right? You didn't have to dig into the guts of it or replace anything on the circuit boards or anything like that. It's a couple of loose wires or, or a piece mm. of plastic fell off. You fixed it. The value that you gain from that is just I fixed it and it works again, but it shouldn't have shouldn't have broken in the first place, right? Yeah. Al building Tira out of nonsense and figuring out the wiring and the pneumatics and everything like that. That was not a product that was purchased. It was it was an amalgamation of products that were purchased, right? And then thrown together. I can almost guarantee that if he gave that to somebody and they and there was a problem with it and they learned to fix it they would learn a lot right it would be how al built it how he put it together and why it functions the way that it does i'm not sure if it has to do with the consumer product side of things because i feel like you know the forge blower that i did they're not worth me re it's not worth me fixing them and reselling them like the yeah. actual value is not really worth it to me unless it's something just they made five of them and andrew alexander does not own all of them so i found this one for the most part <clears throat> a lot of these tool restorations and things that i've done it's just learning <clears throat> the simple mechanics you know how did this flywheel system work are these gears why does a set screw on an axle or some type of weird pin function the way that it does it teaches me something going forward that will be applied probably to a project down down the line because i learned a simple machine that i was capable of fixing because there were no electronics because there is no consumer warranty on it i can break it and i hopefully don't lose a lot of money in the process Anything that's new that I buy, that I purchase, like a computer, fucking hate Mac computers, right? Because they've made them to where you can't touch them anymore on the inside. Or not only will you void the warranty, but like they just soldered everything in and you you really are probably going to cause a problem. 
I have this hard time separating like when I want to learn, when I'm really keen on learning something, but either it's got this warranty or it's something I've recently purchased, similar to the washing machine, this thing should fucking work. Yeah. I shouldn't have yeah. to do this. So I have an inherent like non-desire to learn what went wrong. I want somebody else to fix it because it's a bother to me or it's something that is so mass produced that I don't care about the story. I don't care how many years it's been going on. Yeah. Cars. Every time you guys talk about working on these old vehicles and putting them back together, I feel like that's a story. It's a massive learning experience. Al's learning wiring harnesses and all of the crazy things about this exported Japanese vehicle. The Landy is an unkillable <laughs> monster of a machine. And Every single minute that you spend learning and working on that thing is going to add value to whatever you work on in the future. Yeah. So where, I guess I'm going to ask you guys, where do you see that line in the sand? Like, when does it become, and I, Steve, I know you said like financial or time, time sync wise, but there's got to be something more tangible than that. Why do we really not give a shit about this thing versus this thing? I, I, I think there's a romance to it. Yeah. So I, I watch, you know, people on YouTube uh, and their cars, you know, yeah. gentlemen in their cars. You sad fucker. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think they're aware of this distinction or this conversation that we're having now, because mm. sometimes, and it could be the same people, will just buy a bunch of shit off the shelf and bolt it onto their car. And I watch that video and go, this is of no value to me yeah. or you or anyone. No, I'm not learning anything. All you're showing me is that you have disposable income. Yeah. This, is, this isn't helping anyone. And can you improve the fuel air ratio and efficiency of your vehicle by bolting these things on? Yes, that's why they're designed. Like, I don't know what the purpose of this content is. Yeah. But nobody involved in that, the creation of that has made that distinction that you just talked about, Brett. What, like, why is this a value? Mm. They're just thinking, car stuff, men, go fast. But if you go, oh, this vehicle has you know, a carburetor and I'm going to take it off and put fuel injection on because it didn't have the technology at the time and, and I want to replace the you know, mechanical points with electronic ones. And it's like, yeah. suddenly you understand why they're doing it. The motivation behind it, you know, the, the romance of why they, you know, are... Um, the the human interaction you know this is about improving the steering or you know yeah. getting closer to the road or you know there's there's something behind it that makes you go this is why i want to do it and i don't think people think about this enough because there's so much like flipping a house going to a house buy it flip it sell it for more money and, yeah. and people too often focus on the profit that's made and not the journey or the thing that, that you know what have we learned along the way what did we discover and that's why I love like Andy Max content, Gosforth Handyman, because yeah. he 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 digs up lead pipes from under the fucking kitchen and 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 tries to work out what the fuck it was doing there and and, <laughs> and you know try to think of what what was going through people's heads. Yeah. And, and Brett, you were talking about um, the Nintendos a minute ago, kind of fleetingly, but like the, the because I've had so many of them and I've taken them all apart. One of the most interesting things for me has been the iteration and development over the life cycle of that console. So that really early ones were kind of hand-soldered. Mm. 
and there were there were um, sockets and connections that had been put on by hand, and then some, you know, little Japanese lady had clipped them together and written on, and there'd be the handwritten number and stuff. And then you could see as the the life cycle of that console went over, that then went to um, an all in one circuit, and then it went to a glop top sealed in, and you could see they were, and they're all money saving exercises, yeah, yeah. but you could see the decisions that were made by people you know to make to uh, and why they did this in a certain way and 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 i learned from every single one of those so it wasn't just a case of like open it up clean it fix it put it back together it's open up go yeah. fuck you know somebody's been here before somebody made that decision put you know sometimes it can be horrific sometimes it can be someone's awful bodge job <laughs> and you're like oh what have i got myself into here yeah mm-hmm. but the the, the 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 car thing again it's like this this last one i bought is held together by paint like it is not road yeah. safe i thought it will it will disintegrate the second i'm done with it yeah and the guy was like genuinely the guy was like why do you want to buy this car he didn't want to sell it to me he's like why are you buying yeah. this car you know it's going to cost you more to get it delivered than you're paying yeah. me for the car and i was explaining to him why i wanted it and he was like the brakes don't work i was like that adds to it like I, yeah that, that means more to me yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a car dealer. I don't care. I'm not I'm not trying to make profits on cars. Yeah. The reason I'm buying it is because I want to repair it. I want to fix it. I want to improve it. I want to make something else from it. Um, and that that you know, it, we all, I think we should just rename this podcast the Tom Peterson podcast. But <laughs> I, I, I keep going back to how his mind works. You know, yeah. I I I see this object. You see this object. We see very different things. Mm. And that to me is what this is all about not i'm a maker i'm a tinkerer i'm a repairer yeah i'm a restorer you know it's it's how we see things differently yeah i mean like because i think for i like the way that you said like i'm not a i'm not a car dealer i'm doing this for me like it's it's that whole thing some of, people are some oh, people yeah, 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 yeah. in the maker community are yeah. fucking car dealers and, and all they're interested in is i spent 300 pounds on materials and sold this for ten thousand yeah. pounds and right. yeah, if, right. well done. Congratulations. If Obviously, that's what you want to do, fine. But I think what, what I was going to say is like, I think it comes down to if money's no object, if yeah, it costs you nothing and you get nothing from it, would you still do it? Um, Ooh. because Ooh. like the tool restoration, if I, if I was set for life and I never had to, um, work another day in my life, I'd still have a workshop. I'd still make shit. I'd still restore old tools because I enjoy it. It's it's something that I like doing. Like I don't, I don't ever really intend on making uh, restoring tools and selling them because I've no interest in doing that. I just I do it because I enjoy doing it. It's like you look at someone like Chris Cash. Yes, he restores tools and sells them, but I'm fairly certain if he was minted and never had to work again, he'd still restore old tools and give them out to people to to see them. Being going to go out on a limb and say he's minted. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it's for me, it's not about the like, it, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on. Like, it's it's not a job, it's a hobby, and that hobby should be enjoyable. Um, and I think the reason that um, repairing an, an old vice or an old whatever um, is enjoyable, whereas repairing a washing machine isn't, is because like Al said, there's no there's no romanticism to it. There's no backstory. There's no um like, oh, I wonder how many people have used this. Um it's it's not 
it, it is a mass-produced item, but it was mass-produced X amount of years ago. Um, generally, there's little to no electronics in it, um, and it's like on its own, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I'm not restoring it because I need to clamp something in a vice. I'm restoring it because, you know, because I could easily go out and buy another vice. I'm restoring it because I want to see this thing um back in use but i mean that, that's that that's that's eric's yeah yeah fucking yeah whole gig. exactly like I, that, i'm only going to do that because i've never seen anything like it you've yeah. never seen anything like it and it's probably the only one left in in yeah. north america so that's that's my driver yeah and and yeah you know, even restoring like some of the hatchets that i've restored and stuff like that like they're they're ten a penny like they're like little kent pattern axes you can pick them up for pence but I still enjoy restoring them and getting back to use. The reason that I would have to fix, or the reason that I would fix the the washing machine, is because I need to wash my clothes. Like my my old washing machine and my old tumble dryer, I've I've repaired both of them several times, and it was a ball ache. It yeah, you know, it wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. It was something that I had to do because I needed to wash and dry my clothes. Like this not working, like this this washer dryer not working is a massive inconvenience to me. So, John Lewis, mate. Five year warranty. Uh, yeah. But I've I've got a fucking twelve month warranty on this. And oh, and that's what I mean, is that's what's so fucking annoying is the fact that like it's six months old. It shouldn't be fucking broken. Um it's not like it's had a hard life. I only washed a few hammers. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like that that's that's kind of what I'm getting at though, is the fact that you know it's not um it's not something that I'm saving or that I'm restoring or bringing back to life it's a product in my home that no longer serves its function that i need to work um so it's it's not about um romanticism or anything like that it's literally about functionality and i don't find that particularly enjoyable does that make sense and that is spiffing <laughs> live okay yeah no fuck uh, it i mean I, I do i do i do find it enjoyable like i i i feed off stuff that's broken yeah but that, that's the thing is like i again if i'm even given with, the time given yeah infinite time as i say even with like consumer electronics like there are certain things that i do actually quite enjoy getting back to life mm. um but it's it's a it if it's something that i need to be working and there's that that time constraint on it, then it's no longer enjoyable. If that makes sense, like I mm-hmm. I want to repair something because I want to repair it. Like yeah, I saw yeah. someone um, as as a leisure activity, not, yeah, not as a necessity. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't want to be taking something apart and thinking shit. I've got to get this working in the next twelve hours, or I'm going to have no pants. Like <laughs> it's it, it that, that's it's not an enjoyable thing. Like I um and and also that that knowledge of like. If I take this apart and I can't put it back together, then I'm fucked and I need yeah. to buy a new washing machine. As opposed to if I can't put this back together, eh, it doesn't really matter. I've just lost 20 quid or whatever. Um, like I saw a, a video um the last week, I think. Um, and it was someone putting a um a Google home into an old um Billy Bass. No, <laughs> I've seen that done before. Uh, but no, it was like an old uh twin deck um tape boombox thing um and yeah he was 
fucking around and he managed to connect like get rid of the the google home speaker all entirely and connect up to the original speakers on the boombox and and did all this and it was really fucking cool like that sort of stuff like yeah i find that really interesting yeah i, I really want to do that like like i said at the beginning modding stuff really interested and really want to do more with but repairing something that's a necessity is not um it's not a leisure activity that is not spiffing <laughs> Al, have you got an order? Yes, Sab. Sab, which means I am actually first this week. Um, so in my usual style, I was completely unprepared. Um, opened up uh, Instagram to just have a quick look and see um, what, uh, see if I could find some inspiration of someone to spiff. Um, and... Spiff had a a new follow and a couple of likes from blaze metalworks and i was like yeah i'll have a quick look see what they're like see who this person is whilst i'm looking for someone else to spiff and literally just looking down through and there's some really nice stuff on his um uh on his instagram feed so i'm gonna spiff him but on the proviso that I, I, i've literally just clicked the follow button so he might be a horrible person but doesn't look like it. He looks, looks quite cool. <laughs> um, and he's done some really cool looking work as well. And he has quite a cool t-shirt as well. And yeah. Uh, so he's a uh, little bit of blacksmithing, a little bit of metal fabrication. Um, yeah, just, just looks like he does some really nice stuff. So go check him out um, and see if you feel like, oh, did he make that? Did he make that? that's really cool he's made watering cans as well uh like the ones they make in ikea but no like the ones they sell in ikea but handmade so probably a lot more expensive um but yeah he's got some nice stuff go have a look uh al is next at the risk of not having spiffed a movie or a video game for at least i don't know a week um yeah i would like to spiff a movie based on a video game now, normally, I give these a little bit of leeway. Is in it Mortal Kombat their, again? It, it, I wish it was Mortal Kombat again. Um, normally, I give video game adaptations a kind of a, a hall pass. You know, yeah. they're kind of they're, it's again, it's nostalgia and it's it's satisfying both of my passions. Um, however, talking about crafting things, making things, repairing things, the Uncharted trailer looks brilliant yeah oh my god <laughs> if you if you could capture childhood in a movie um part goonies part indiana jones part <laughs> mm-hmm. basically anything that is is great um yeah. i mean the what made the game great game series great is that it was a movie anyway you know mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it had the story it had the dialogue it had the sort of chemistry between the characters um and it ticked all those boxes of everything that you love as a kid of like Spielberg movies and kind of adventure. And mm-hmm. so just like on that, because I wasn't a PlayStation guy, I, I right. only ever had Xboxes, so I'd never played the games. Okay. Watching the trailer genuinely made me go, I really kind of want to play all those games. Oh, now. Yeah. That, I, that's... I could suggest a couple of them if you want to get like precision, but the whole yeah. story is really good. 
go for it. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of Tomb Raider, but without the kind of the boringness of Tomb Raider. Yeah. And, it, and, and, it, and it took me back as well to that kind of late nineties, early two thousands, the Librarian, um, mm. Sahara kind of just you know unoffensive yeah. movies that were a bit of yeah. a, a bit of a romp. But I think with sort of IP these days, I think they've potentially got a bit of an opportunity here to have a bit of a franchise going on. Yeah. And I think we can put fucking Indiana Jones to bed now. I don't want to see another Indiana Jones film than the the mysterious aliens. I just, I think, obviously Tom Holland's great. um, And I think if they do this right, I think we're onto a a wiener. So wiener. (laughs) Watch the Uncharted trailer. If like Steve, you'd never played Uncharted, play uncharted because it's great uncharted yeah. it, sorry it is um, it is going to be interesting to see the timing of uncharted movie coming out and then the delayed indiana jones reboot and see yes, which one yeah. blows the box open yeah, box exactly, office yeah. open a little bit more i mean yeah i i can't see i can't see another indiana jones movie doing terribly well because i think everyone's kind of feeling the same thing now um but out of curiosity the the uncharted games yeah. are they PlayStation only, or have they done a PC? There might be a PC port. PC. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure there's ports. I say otherwise, I'm just going. Oh no, I think it is. I think it is a full-on Sony. Yeah, I might might have to find an an emulator and some ROMs. It's it's a Sony game, so you'd think yeah, they'd be like, let's keep it yeah full on fuckers. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, but he's got you know Spider Man and Sony and Tom Holland. Like he's, he's got strings to pull. Webs to shoot, yep. uh, American accents to put on. Yeah, there you go. Um, Brett, what about you? Who would you like to spiff? Right, no, you can get on Windows. What? There's a what? Windows part. Ah, oh, sweet! Oh. Hooray! Is uh, so I am going to spiff a local metal sculptural artist um, who I went and saw yesterday, and her name is well her. Instagram handle that you should look up is Gubby Beck. Um, she <clears throat> is a delightful person, and I actually got to meet her a couple of years ago. Um, she was a friend, follower of Jess's, and uh, was doing a little... There's the local art tours where you can go around to all these different properties that people have opened up, and they've they've put their artwork out on tables, or they're using the landscape as a a gallery, you know, so the experience is really nice. You go and see these big sculptural pieces that, you know, people may not be able to bring into a storefront. You get to see it in context out in the landscape. So she does everything from uh, like jewelry and um, smaller pieces all the way up to relatively large sculptures. And um yeah, getting to meet her a couple of years ago, she had just gotten like a welding rig and was kind of telling us about um, what her plans were and the and these projects. And she had these very quirky, unique approaches to making these eyeballs, and and it's all scrap metal, you know. And it's not the found art or the found material just kind of welded together to look like a thing. It has a purpose. You kind of have to see the form and then realize that it's made out of other things, uh, which I really like that aspect of scrap sculptural or, or people that are kind of scroungers that see the potential in, in the material. So I got a little piece from her yesterday 
as a way of supporting a local artist, which I love this little thing. Um, and I think I'm going to try and like bat signal it and put it over nice. put it over a solar light or something and try and yeah. project it onto Sorry, Brett, maybe one how, of the sides how, of the house. Anyway, how deep is it? How deep is, it? Um, deep so is the front profile? Does it have like depth? Oh, it's a nice. piece of pipe. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it. it's got a bit of heft to it. I, I love it. It's just like a simple little piece. She makes these little like, uh, you know, simplistic landscapes just out of welded steel. And I posted, here's the, here's the real reason that um, this is relevant to what we were talking about. I posted a little shot of it yesterday and was like, I purchased this thing because I like it. It speaks to me. Um, no price listed or anything like that, but support your local artists. Somebody who has never reached out to me and I've never talked to them before on Instagram said, but you could make one of those in five minutes. Why buy one? And I didn't have a long conversation, but I definitely had to have the whole like, that's not the fucking point yeah. of purchasing a thing, especially when it comes to supporting artists where everything is very subjective and it's that value, you know, like, yes, technically speaking, you know, Steve could make a hatchet or a hammer or a tool or anything blacksmith. Sometimes he buys them. And sometimes yes. buys them from other people that are in our community that are all the blacksmiths. There's a reason for it. You're you're not only showing the support, but you're also saying like, I like your approach to the design. It's probably yeah. not something I would have immediately thought of, you know, to do it that specific way. So you guys know me well enough. And for the listeners, you can't really see what I'm holding, but I would never make something like this. Yeah. This is not something that's in my wheelhouse. And I love it. Like I saw it on the table and I was like, I have to have this. So and she's a fantastic person. Um, she's been nothing but nice every time I've met her, which is only twice, but she's just, she's yeah. a beautiful person and she's doing really well. Like since meeting her a couple of years ago, she's expanded. She's doing much bigger forms. She's got a lot of really cool ideas and, and pieces that she's got on her Instagram right now. So check it out. It's Gubby Beck. It'll be in the show notes and whatnot. Nice. Good shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of like on that, I, I am really struggling not to go off on a massive rant about that, but um, like that could definitely be a topic for another time. But like, it's, I don't understand what, how people can be like, Oh yeah, but you could make that. But, yeah. But I, why would, why would I make it when I could buy it from my friend? Like that makes no sense. Like, cause the other thing is, is if you make it yourself, all you're going to see is that, especially like decorative things, I will not make decorative things for my own house. I've got like one, maybe two things that I've made that are decorative other than like purely functional. Um, because all you're ever going to see when it's your own stuff is the faults rather than all the nice bits. And like the fucking, the, the knife that I was using, uh, for the last three weeks, um, yes, I made the handle, but Rasmus made the actual blade, um, which was quite nice because it meant that I didn't really care. So I was like using it to open cans of paint and stuff because fucking Rasmus. It's Rasmus. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was really nice being able to use use a thing that a friend had made, like rather than just a thing that I'd made. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, I mean it's it's full circle back to the repairing thing. Like, yeah. I I don't want to pay someone to repair something of mine. Yeah, it, it's like I you know it. I broke. I I use it. I probably broke it. 
Yeah. Therefore, I should I should fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable if I have to get someone else to. And it's not not through like an ego thing. Mm. It's like I I own, I should only be allowed to use this if I am capable of repairing it. So yeah, it's a similar thing, I guess. Yeah. And to be fair, that was something I didn't talk about with the whole washing machine thing. Is part of the reason that I got so wound up about it is because it like triggered my anxiety massively because I'm like, now I've got to ring customer services and annoying yeah annoyingly like i finally got hold of the 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 company that makes the product i got hold of them and they basically said oh yeah no you've got to go to the person that you bought it from because it's a refurbished one so we don't cover it you've got to speak to them oh now the truth comes out he bought a fucking used washing machine and now he's whinging about it breaking it's not used it's refurbished fuck off um and uh, but the thing is, is I, I went to them in the first place. I went to the supplier in the first place, and they said, "Oh no, you've got to go to the brand." And so now I'm like, "Oh no, I've got to phone back." And I oh, fucking and I give you the pubes, and you give me the twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, on that note, is no, there... on this note, call back to, to my spiff. Yeah. Um, tomorrow out on Steam is yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, the game based on the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yeah. Which also looked really, really good. See, I'm always a bit uh, about. No, it, it's what? not. It's not like the Avengers game they made, which is toilet. Yeah, this actually well, looks really good. This is the thing. It's like video game to movie. I'll always give it a bit of a pass, but movie to video game, I'm always Ooh. a bit more. Oh, unless um, it's Golden Age. Um, or the Spider-Man game that was really good. Say it properly. Sp- Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man. Also, out tomorrow. Spider-Man. Totally didn't know Age of Empires Four. Really? Mm. Ooh. Um, I mean, sorry, I just instantly opened up Steam then to look at why <laughs> again. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Any other? Is there any other business, like perhaps a game coming out that you want to purchase? All right, Brett. Brett. Um, no. Any other? Any other business? Oh, oh sorry. Yes. There we go. No games. No games. But. I do want to give everybody a heads up. If you're not following Wesley Treat, who is a delightful guest of ours, um, and Michael Alm, I'm sure you guys are, but they're going to be posting videos on the Godzilla flame-breathing monster from Maker's Camp. They're going to be posting videos about Maker's Camp and the build process of that this coming week. So by the time this podcast comes out, it should be within the next couple of days. Um, give it a watch. It was hilarious to see it getting put together over the time that I was teaching. I really didn't get to experience much of uh, the gravity of what they were dealing with and all of the <laughs> nuance to lighting the damn thing on fire and having it function properly. So give those guys a watch, a follow, and be ready for those videos in the near future. I wholeheartedly agree do that and also they both have wonderful things for sale so if you want to like we were saying before if you want to purchase from a fellow maker um wesley has a a plethora of of things available to to purchase including the um the wiener roaster further burner thing that's it uh and michael arm has the 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 most comfortable delightful t-shirts available to purchase anywhere Rivaled only by Ollie from With Bare Hands because his are the same material and they're really comfy. Um, oh shit! 
I need to send that. Sorry, I've just remembered that I need to send him a T-shirt. Um, yes, that's it. Uh, there is no other AOB. There's no other other business, is there? No? Okay. Um, uh, oh, no, there is. Uh, we're the... <laughs> Call back to the <laughs> beginning when I was talking about what's going to happen next weekend. Uh, it is the book launch party. We are not doing any like scheduled live streams or anything like that but i'm sure that at some point either myself al al or many other people that are going to be there uh we'll probably post some fun stuff on the gram uh maybe do a live stream a quick walk around um and yeah the book's coming out um it is yeah, scheduled... oddly enough i just got an update while we were yeah. recording that says it's delayed so yeah yeah, I was going to say, the actual release date is still the 30th, but due to the shipping issues that are affecting literally everything in the world ever, um, yeah, it, it's the delivery might be delayed. Um, so, yeah. You, but know if, what, you know what won't be delayed, Steve? What? The 200th episode of the best maker podcast out there. When's that? Next week. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, this is 199 shit and people still listen Fuck. i mean my yeah. mom checks in every now and then <laughs> uh yeah well in which case we'll see oh don't no, fuck i've got to do that i was, I was gonna fucking do a beautiful like we'll see you next week in the 200 episode and now i can't i've got to do the fucking way you can find us uh if you want to find us you can find us in all of the usual social media places you can find do me what you at want, Steve. <laughs> I know. uh you can find brett at skull and spade 13 and you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Oh, shit, 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>